Welcome to the Octavius World Experience. This is episode 29, and I am so excited because I am honored to introduce my guest, Ari Rosario, who is a professional artist here based in Atlanta, Georgia. Ari, how are you doing today? I'm blessed. I couldn't be happier to be here. I think, I think I'm probably more excited than you are. Oh no, I am definitely more excited than you because we've okay, been okay. wanting to do this episode for a couple of months now and we finally got to it. So I am really excited to learn more about you. I did peruse your website, so I was able to get some insight into your journey somewhat, but I, I think my guest will be really interested in how you got to the point you are at today as it relates to being an artist in Atlanta. So thank you for joining me and being a guest. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'll say first and foremost, it all started in Memphis, Tennessee. That's where I'm from. And just even in grade school, I I probably took a strong interest in like math and science, but other than that, I was more interested in doodling on my paper, like just drawing. So um, it just really started out as drawing sketches, like drawing tattoos for friends and things like that. And it just grew. And over time, like sketchbooks and notebooks just piled and piled. And um, it was always really cool to me and all of my friends. I was kind of like the person that was kind of known for their drawings. And I just got to a point where I was like, I, I want to put this out to the world. I want to show people and that those sketchbooks transformed into like an urban clothing line. And then instead of like putting it on t-shirts, I started painting on canvases and it just grew into Ari Rosario today. That is awesome. Let me ask you first, you mentioned that you were born in Memphis, Tennessee. What motivated you to move to Atlanta and deal with all this traffic? <laughs> I should ask myself that, reconsider, <laughs> like, can I go back? Because what? <laughs> um, I'll say just wanting to experience something different. And a big motivator of that was my mom, of course. She she was just like, you gotta, you gotta get out of Memphis. Uh, she she uh, really wanted me to apply to Clark. So I, that was, you know, the initial thing that kind of brought me out. And I was going to Clark. Um, I had my first brand, Grandiose Empire. I was, man, <laughs> selling those t-shirts out, out of the trunk of my car. <laughs> you know, it was, um, it was a real journey for me. But I mean, I, I definitely think that if I hadn't made that decision, I probably, you know, wouldn't be where I am today. Well, you're in great company, Ari, because Phil Knight, Knight, the owner and founder of Nike, started selling shoes out of his, the trunk of his car. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> that's a great way to get started in uh, business as you leverage your entrepreneurial uh, spirit. And it's interesting because I love learning about the journey of entrepreneurs, whether you're an event planner, an artist like yourself, someone who sells a product or someone who sells a service, just to figure out what 
they aspired to be when they were younger and what they ended up doing. And if it was totally different than what they initially set out to be. So for you, what when you were much younger than you are today and you're much younger than me, what is it that you wanted to be when you were you know, 10, 11, 12? I think back then I was still figuring it out very much, but you know, I knew, I feel like I just knew it was something that somebody couldn't necessarily coach me on, mm-hmm. you know, something that nobody ever did before. So it's like, you can't, it's hard to take advice from people that like haven't been where you're trying to go. And maybe around that age, I was like still figuring things out for myself. So it's, it's just, you know, they say growing pains, just always trying to grow through like the current mindset and figure out what's on the other end of that. But um, I mean, I, I just know like even at that age and younger, I was always creative. Like I probably had wanted to, you know, play for a basketball team and, you know, moved around a bit and figured out that wasn't it. And, you know, just picked up so many things and put it down such as like instruments and things like that. But I never put down the pen, you know, I never stopped drawing. So, um, you know, that's just grown with me over the years. That, that is awesome. And I am the worst artist in the world. I, I shouldn't even use the word artist. When I tried to color or do things in high school or elementary school, I was always outside of the lines. And I realized as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's good to be outside of the lines and have that out of the box thought process. In your opinion and professional uh, opinion at that, do you think people who become very talented artists like yourself were born with a level of skill set or creativity? Or is it something that is more developed, in your opinion, or a combination of the two? I'll, I, I'll say a combination of the two because I know there are, you know, a lot of great people who did go to art school and things like that. But I have personally met some great people who would say that they're born with it. And like these people who are born with it, like some of them I've met like this past weekend at a very you know, well-known art gallery here, Alan Avery Art Company would say that they were born with it. Like, you know, it's it's kind of like a package deal, at least for me. Art, I would describe it as like windows into like certain moments of life or situations. And it's captivating to an extent because at my last show back in Memphis, Tennessee, I, I fully like just put on my first show, it was a solo show. And just some of the people who came out to support the way that they described the art to me, the way that they spoke to me about what they saw and what they felt, you would have thought that they were like going through that situation right with me. You would have thought that they watched me create it and I like just poured my heart out and told them what it meant. So, you know, it's 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 definitely in you, you know, for for a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's just in you as an artist. 
And Ari, how do you maintain the level of balance between what it is that you want to put out there as it relates to your artistic expression versus what you want your audience to capture and feel as they get a visual glimpse of your pieces? How do you maintain well, that balance? I think that for me, like first and foremost, like art is really private. And I think uh, that's kind of difficult for some people to grasp when I'm doing a lot of work. Like it's, it's, very, it's work for me, but it's meaningful work, if that makes sense. Yes. And it's a journey that I don't invite a lot of people on. Like, you know, I'm, I welcome support, but like when I'm creating, you know, you might think of it like a music artist. Some music artists don't allow people in the studio when they're creating. But, um, you know, it's just really staying focused for me and remembering why, why it is that I do what I do. Your why, your purpose, right? Right, right. And what is your purpose? What really drives you? Um, day in and day out through the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship because being an artist and putting out your own work and having shows in a gallery, that is leveraging your entrepreneurial spirit in that creative way, right? Right, right. Well, I'll say I do have art that's it might be available for sale if you know me personally, but I would say I, I have work that's like not available for sale online. And it's just that for me, when it comes to creating art and putting it out for sale, it's, it's, it's like a safe haven for me. And the fact that I can operate in a space and, you know, still treat it as a business, but also something that I care about intimately, like it's a baby, it, it kind of allows me to drive it in a certain direction without like outside influence. So it's like, as much as I do it for the world to see, first I do it for myself. Like it's, it's almost like another form of therapy. So, you know, I, I don't know why I would ever stop doing it. I love that, I love that. When I was on your website, one of the quotes that I read that you put up there, and I hope I don't butcher it, I tried to memorize it. I think you said when people you know, think or talk about you, you hope that they say that you connected people through your art and inspired them to do something they didn't see anyone else doing. Talk about that and and what you truly mean by that quote, because I, I found it to be so profound. I've always, I've always wanted to be like a trailblazer for anything, any endeavors that I get myself into. I probably, you know, I think and think again and probably think a little too much about like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I you know, is this the right decision to make or the direction to go in? Because I just always known that there are people being influenced by your actions. Like, you know, whether that's friends, you know, peers 
or even like a younger, younger family member or something like that. Even if you never hear the words out of their mouths, you know, there are people watching you and being inspired by what you do. And it's like, you might get that, you know, one day out of every quarter where you'll tell somebody, you know, you really inspired me to pick back up the pen or to start doing something that I really love. And it's just like those sprinkles of good moments that that let me know that people are actually being influenced by what I do. And like, I met people, like I might not know that they were also creatives or choose to paint in their spare time. And sometimes like those people will tell me that, you know, I inspire them to go a little bit further, a little bit deeper. And to me, you know, that's, that's kind of all it is because me personally, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to jump down that rabbit hole myself. And, you know, when it comes into jumping into my art, you know, I'll come back up for air, you know, when I need it. But this, this place is like the only place that I need to be because there's nobody that can feel these emotions and transform them into art or, you know, that's, that's kind of me when it comes to that. That, that is awesome. I also read while I was on your website about the piece that you call one shot. Yeah, And the yes. fact that <laughs> just because myself and others may enjoy and appreciate your art or a particular piece doesn't necessarily mean that you initially loved it. Talk to me a little bit about that and what you uh, meant by that. So one shot, um, you know, very, very much what it sounds like for me, the title was just very fitting, not only with the piece, but to me, like, you know, just like you, you have one chance to make a first impression, you know, we only have one life. So, you know, how terrible would it be to not do anything that you actually love and, you know, to do what everybody else wants you to do? Like, you don't get a reset button or a do over. And I think that uh, I'm just always somebody who has been described as like, you know, if there's something you know anything like I'm gonna go head on like I'm gonna go at it I'm gonna take it out before it takes me out so I'm, I, I you know I'm just kind of driven in that way and I just wanted to put that on the canvas um that that piece was actually my first piece that I created when the pandemic started and like I hadn't created anything in a while and I was just like you know, people there, they were always like, you know, we want, we want to see, like, we want you to get into it. Like they were, you know, the demand was crazy. I'm like, all right, you know, I got, <laughs> I got one life, you know, I got this crazy talent that people have always been, you know, like watching, even if it was kind of like on the low a little bit, like they've always just been like, you know, I've never, like you were the first person I saw with the clothing line. You were the first person I saw to do this, do that. And that's, you know, just coming from some of my peers that I went to school with. So, you know, I'm like, the pandemic, you know, we're all, we were being safe at home. And I'm just like, I haven't created anything. Like, I got this great talent. Why am I not using it? Like, I got one shot to, you know, give it all I got to show everybody this thing that only I can, you know, make go. Like, if right. I don't do it, you know, no one can do it for me. I can't hire an assistant and, you know, 
it's it's all me. Like it would be a lie if I, you know, said somebody else could do what I do. I mean, maybe, but it's not Ari Rosario. Exactly. And um, it's definitely it's definitely a fan favorite one shot and definitely one of my favorites. I mean, I feel like every time I do a new piece, like I'm in love with it because it's just a part of me. So it's hard to say, you know, what my favorite is, but uh, one shot is definitely one of like the largest pieces that I did. And um, it's gonna be kind of hard to let it go <laughs> when it finds a new home, but probably much like any artist, you know, in any sort of industry, you know, I definitely have works that you know, I was like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> you know, it's not really a favorite. And then, you know, you kind of, you know, I might tell someone else that and they're like, what? It's my favorite one. And it's, you know, it's, it's just, it reminds me of why art is art. Like why it's so beautiful, because it's, it means something different to everybody. And to piggyback off of what you were talking about as it relates to the pandemic, you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I, I remember vividly the ebbs and flows that I went through during the pandemic of being concerned, stressed out, being remotivated and getting things flowing again, and then losing some of my patience because business wasn't picking up as quickly, and then hitting that point where I persevered and just got laser focused and focused on my self-development and enhancing and improving my competency so I could be a better executive coach and provider of leadership development services. So when you were dealing with the pandemic, how did you go about improving your skill set and thought process and creativity as an artist? I think that that really made me look at it like as a business as a whole. Mm -hmm. I started kind of like planning. I'm like, okay, you know, I need, I need, I need this tier, like a tier system of products. Like, you know, so I was like, I need small products, medium-sized products, large products, um, you know, like t-shirts. So they kind of really made me start mapping things out to as where where I wanted to go with Ari Rosario as a brand mm -hmm. so in the times where I might not have been physically painting I'm writing notes down and trying to really scale out the business okay and I assume during that time period a lot of personal time, meaning time spent by yourself, just being able to think, unlike we were able to do pre-pandemic and in many cases, even post-pandemic, did that isolation help you? Probably even more so for you being a creative than even for me as a business coach. I definitely think so, because it, I feel like it allowed me to eliminate the distractions because it was just like, just me, only me and my thoughts. So, you know, that, that allowed me to like purify, you know, my mind and just figure out where I wanted to go with things and how I wanted people to perceive me going forward. Because it's like, 
I'm an artist, you know, some people might look at me as like an entertainer in some sort of way, you know, they want to see me produce something that's going to be entertaining to them. So it kind of made me, it, it really forced me out in that time. So I'm, I'm definitely thankful for that. I'm definitely thankful for that. We all have events in our lives that are game changers. What event, Ari, for you was a game changer? And what was the true impact that that event had on you that you can leverage today when you're going through um, various challenges as an artist or you're at a point maybe where you're stuck and you're trying to figure out how to move forward with uh, a project or a piece? So what was that game changer for you? So I'll probably say because of the business acumen I'm able to approach my own business with, it it caused me to maybe hit the fast forward button a little bit because, mm -hmm. and I say that because the way that I would, the way that I would put my art out to the world, when you're looking at all those photos on my Instagram, like some people, just the aesthetic of them and the level of quality, some people would be like, I saw your art in a in a gallery. Like you were like you were in this this art show, this this magazine. You, you know, that the way that I presented these images when it came to my product, it made people think that I was like so further, so much further ahead than you know, I, I actually was like, this is, you know, maybe 2019 or 2020, or I don't know, just years ago. And people are thinking that I've done these awesome things with my art just because I'm putting out high quality images. And my art show wasn't even until this past December. So it's, it's, it's the way you package the product, you know, to me, that's that's my thing. So it just always motivate those things, motivated me to know that, okay, you know, this is gonna happen because you can apply to different art shows and galleries and, you know, you'll get denied. That might cause you to be a bit discouraged. But I think one thing that also kept me going was that for my age group, I don't think that it's a lot of artists that my art looks like it can relate to you know no disrespect to any other artists but myself including my art like I just always felt different like it's not it's it's rare like it's sophisticated and classy you know depending on what you're looking at but you can probably look at you know maybe five six seven eight of my pieces and you'll be like I know this is you, but it doesn't look like it's the same artist. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, you know, just the unique thing about me that I can kind of put different parts of myself from different places in time on these canvases. And, you know, it still looks elegant, still looks really nice, like something you'd love to own one day. You know, it just has so much range. And I assume as an artist, it's really important, Ari, to differentiate yourself. Just like, you know, if someone was producing music, you don't want to sound like everyone else. 
Um, so for you, was that something that you had to work on to create that differentiation or something that just came naturally with your creative thought process and how you went about creating your uh, artistic pieces? I would say that was quite natural because okay. even like in grade school, I just never wanted to be like anybody. And like, even as I became a young adult, you know, somebody might be like, hey, you should do this, you should do this. Like, you know, I hear you, but, you know, I'm not moved or influenced by your opinion. If I feel like it's necessary, then I'll take that into account and figure out how to incorporate that. But, you know, I, I very much try to keep things organic, even when it comes to the way that I grow my business. I very much so love, you know, to just go hand in hand, go out and, you know, shake hands, meeting people. Some people laugh because, you know, they'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working, shaking hands, kissing babies. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I just like organically connecting with people. Like I'll, you know, have a day, you know, grab a handful of business cards and just go have some one-on-one -on -one real conversations with people, you know, laughing, looking in their eyes, just getting to know them. And it's, uh, it's, I don't even know how to describe it because even like maybe th three, four years ago, I would see people that I've known for quite some time. They're like, you remember that painting you did? I bought from you like years ago. I still got it. Every time I see it, you know, it's hanging up in my house. I, I, I think about you every time I see it. And I'm like, I did that. That's powerful. <laughs> you know? That's powerful. Right, right. So, um, you know, it's it's just something that I've kind of always, always had. And um, like even today, it's still, it's still the same. So, you know, I'm like, it's a God-given gift, man. <laughs> Yes, you are truly blessed. And Ari, you touched on something that is dear to my heart, the ability to develop relationships. And that starts with networking. Mm -hmm. You know, some people think you can just walk into an office, you can walk into a gallery and relationships will happen just because, just because you're there. But it takes work and networking is an art in itself. And you have to be intentional about networking. When I coach entrepreneurs and business uh, professionals, I talk to them about some of the things that you just mentioned, you know, getting out there and putting yourself out there. Even if you're an intro, introvert, if you're a business owner, you have to <laughs> gain the courage to put yourself out there or take right. someone with you who's right? a little bit more outgoing, right? But I love the fact that you went out there and purposefully built your brand by shaking those hands, passing those business cards out and getting to know different people. How has that helped you today? Are you selling art in 2023 to people that you met when you first came to Atlanta or are most of the pieces going to individuals that you're meeting for the first time or who found your piece uh, at a gallery? I would say it's a, it's a mix of both and probably more support on people that I've met like over the years. Okay. Definitely. 
And when you think about that and the relationships that you've established, are there levels to those relationships? So like for me in business, my relationships had levels. When I first mm -hmm. started out as an entrepreneur, I was trying to meet other entrepreneurs. And then eventually I started to develop relationships with executives and C-level executives at Fortune 1000 companies. So did you have levels meaning that you were working with consumers, people who could purchase directly from you, and then you started to have to build partnerships with gallery owners and things of that nature? I would say I'm still, I'm still kind of working on building more relationships with gallery owners, but just going out to more art events is, you know, truly opening up the doors to those opportunities and, you know, just being able to talk to artists that are already in these galleries and like, hey, you know, I put on, I put on my own show in, in my hometown. I'm looking to do that here in Atlanta coming up, you know, pretty soon I'll begin planning on that. And I'd love to have your art at my show and just, you know, really like giving the opportunity to those that I'm meeting and that are already out there while also introducing others that, you know, may not be as out there and, you know, like having respect for them as artists and respecting their work and also inviting them onto that platform. But I'll, I'll definitely say me wanting to build out my business and have different tiers of products really allows me to connect with pretty much almost anybody. Like the same person that might buy a one-of-one -one piece might not be the same person that'll buy like this t-shirt that I have on. Right. So, you know, it's like creating a product, creating a business to us where anybody could get in and be a supporter, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I definitely have, uh, one of my, one of my friends, she actually just opened up her second spa in Atlanta, not in Atlanta, but in Memphis, Tennessee. And I actually have some artwork hanging in her first location. So, uh, nice. you know, she, she's definitely a supporter. I think she has uh, one of my shirts and, She's like, I haven't even worn it yet. <laughs> it's like a collectible. I just sit, I just sit it on my desk and I just look at it. <laughs> so, hats, you know. off, hats off to your friend. And the reason I say that is because I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs who complain that their friends don't help at all or support them, that it's normally people they don't know on social media. So the fact that your friend has your piece in her place of business and your product, that being your shirt, is absolutely awesome and it shows yeah. how credible you are and how fantastic you are as an artist because some of the most difficult people to sell to, regardless if it's a product or a service, are family and friends, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, I'll say that's, that's probably uh, one of my most unique friendships and relationships. Her name is Asia. Um, if you're ever in Memphis, Tennessee and you want a facial or, you know, a wax teeth whitening, you can stop at Asia's like any two of her uh, locations in Germantown or Midtown. But I say that relationship is special because we've been friends like, you know, ever since like being like early teenagers. So we've seen each other grow 
through so many different stages of life. And, you know, we, we, we inspire each other. We inspire each other. We motivate each other. We speak good things over each other all the time. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm always telling her, like, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, it's the same way she was actually uh, able to come to my art show. And, you know, we just always support each other any way possible. So you know, is, it's definitely great awesome. to have friends like that. And let's let's give her another shout out because she's so yeah. awesome as a friend, just right. like you are as a friend to her. So Asia is her name? Yes, Asia's. That's, that's the name of her business, Asia's, but Asia is her name, yeah. That's awesome. So I'll make sure that I add that to the post when we put this on social media so we can give her a shout out on IG and Facebook and some of the other platforms. Yes, Let's yes. go back a little bit to the start and think about the biggest challenge that you had to overcome. So you have this artistic ability that you want to share with the world. What were some of the pitfalls that you faced that can help other people who may be watching or listening avoid when they start out and they have the same type of ability that you have that I never possessed myself? <laughs> I'll say two, two things, you know, that can kind of be a negative effect, you know, when you're trying to do anything, uh, you know, that negative voice in your head, you know, that's probably telling you, you know, you can't do this. You never did this before. You don't know what you're doing. And having those people around you, you know, that might call themselves your friends, and they're like, I thought you would have fell off years ago. Oh, we or, don't have any of those. Right, right. We don't, or, we don't or, have any of those. Those people, those people are like, how's your little business doing? Little business. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Or, you know, like, hey, Louis Vuitton selling this painting for 50 grand. And I'm trying to sell my artwork for two grand. And you telling me, you know, <laughs> I charge too much. And it's like, these are the same people that like, you know, Louis, the CEO of Louis Vuitton don't know you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they don't know you. Like, do you even know, do you know how much these products cost? Like, you know, what amount of effort and just the cost to even produce this? You know, so it's 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 hard to take advice from people that don't know the inside part of the business, you know, that makes it what it looks like on the outside. Right. So, you know, it was just really, you know, similar to just getting a bulletproof plan, like a, a bulletproof mindset that was going to help me drive this mission to really be what it is today, like something impactful that nobody can stop there you go there you go and it's all about that mindset you know i tell people who ask me about all of the challenges and adversity that i face as an entrepreneur because as you know from our conversation prior to the podcast i started in 1997 so i went through 9 11 when business completely stopped then the downturn of the economy in 2007, 2008, when the economic conditions were at its worst, and then even the pandemic. And I, I talked to people about what allowed me to stay focused and motivated, because we talked about interference 
a few minutes ago. And I always mm-hmm. tell people there, there's internal interference and external interference. And a lot right. of the external interference are from the people who should be supporting you. But we also have to deal with that internal interference that is tapping our shoulder or that mm-hmm. voice in our head that you touched on as well and make sure that we can handle that and continue to move forward. It's always about moving forward. They say, when you fall, you get back up. If you fell, fell forward. And I heard Denzel talk about that um, in the past. So for you, is there something that you do when you're going through those challenging moments or difficulty to alleviate the stress and stay laser focused? So I'll say, uh, Definitely isolation is a little bit of that because at that point, you know, I kind of gotta gotta rinse everything off. <laughs> and you know, it's like rinse and repeat. Um, you know, just really getting that time alone to myself so that I'm able to refocus my mind to understand that, you know, hey, we went through things before, we've overcome things before, still here. Like it's obviously a reason for that. And coming out of Memphis, you know, it could just like you're so prone to negativity because, you know, it's just kind of always something like literally always something in any way you can think of. So you all you you really have to kind of refurbish your mind in a sense to rid some of the you know cancerous thoughts that you might have. Right. Because it's like if it, like anybody still here today has a purpose for something, whether you figure that out yet is the whole another ordeal. But with me being somebody who's figured out what I don't mind doing for years to come. Like I have to I have to protect that, you know, I'm, I'm big on like anything that I truly value you know, I have to protect because other people may not have experienced anything like this. Like they they might not have a dream or they might not, you know, they might not have had a dream that other people wanted to kill just because they can't relate. So, you know, they kind of put that uncensored negative you know, negative beliefs on you and what you do. And, you know, they don't really think twice about it. They just dish it out. And it's like, maybe they were having a bad day. Something didn't go right. You know, you just have to always be ready to, you know, kind of dodge and bounce back from anything or remember the mission of like why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, there's like, yeah, someone else could do it, but nobody can do it like you. Like some, there might be another artist, but they don't look to connect with individuals the way that I do. So it's like they wouldn't have that influence. They might not have went and spoken at their high school or like what? <laughs> like public right. speaking? Like you can't get me in front of anybody. <laughs> okay. One of the things I thought about when you were just talking was the greatest, Muhammad Ali. You know, he thought of himself as the greatest even before he became the greatest. And you talked about some of those, you know, punches that are being thrown 
or were being thrown your way. I had those punches being thrown my way as well. And you have to bob and weave. You know, you have to, right. you know, dodge. You just can't st- sit there and take the hit. <laughs> you know, sometimes right. you got to have the defense. And for me, defense is my mindset, my thought process, self-motivation, self-development. I, I tell people I have PMA, uh, a positive mental attitude. That's what I was diagnosed <laughs> with, you know, PMA. And I love how you think and was really able to grasp how you were able to get to the point you are at today because your business acumen is really impressive. Uh, you know, here I am, you know, we were talking before the episode, you know, I just turned 55 this year. I, I wish I would have known <laughs> and had the thought process that you have today when I was your age. Let's talk about some of the products and services that you offer. So you mentioned t-shirts, right? Right. right. Talk to me about some of those products and how someone can go about looking at purchasing some of those products that you offer. So t-shirts, they can be found for sale on my website. So that'll be www.arirosario.com. And I would say there are none available for sale right now. Uh, Like I, I'm super, I pride myself on quality because I, if someone bought a t-shirt for however much the t-shirt sold for, and they washed it one time and it shrunk or it got a hole in it, it probably wouldn't be their favorite t-shirt. Right. So I would say there's definitely a lengthy process that I go through when it comes to product testing uh, for my clothing and things of that nature. And it does help for the fact that, you know, the maybe the first t-shirt I ever sold was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm always vetting products, vetting, you know, the people that are producing them for me, making sure that I'm going to the best in the city, just someone that I know is going to produce a trustworthy product so that when I do get a value customer to purchase a shirt, it instantly becomes their favorite shirt. Like, oh my God, the the fabric, I love it. It just feels so nice. I, I washed it five times and it still looks the same. And it's like, you know, not only am I putting my best work on these t-shirts, but I'm trusting this work with people who have so much experience that they know the best way to produce this for longevity. I love it. Absolutely love it. And I have a niece and she aspires to be a an artist as well. And I was talking to my daughter a couple of weeks ago who goes to college here in uh, Atlanta. And she was telling me that she's really wanting to be a tattoo artist as well. So, you know, I'm, I am, you know, asking for some help here. What advice can I give? Can we give my niece today who may be listening as far as, you know, how to go about getting started? I would definitely say um she's she's here in Atlanta so you know there's tons of great shops here in Atlanta tons of tattoo artists I'm like more than positive that there's somebody that will be willing to um you know allow her 
you know, some sort of apprenticeship or just to even shadow them for a few days. Uh, so I would, I would definitely recommend like doing some research and making some phone calls. Me, you know, being the person that I am, I say actually go to those shops and have okay. a conversation, let them get to know you. And, you know, if she has any trouble, I definitely know, you know, at least a few people here in Atlanta. And, you know, I'd be willing to make that introduction for sure. You're absolutely awesome. In a few minutes, what I want to do is make sure that we revisit your website and how people can find you, because I want to make sure that everyone who's listening or watching watching has the opportunity to see the wonderful, magnificent work that you've already done and what you'll be putting out there in the future as it relates to your t-shirts and other products, as well as your, your actual art. If you can think about the fact that you may have anywhere from 20 people watching this to 200 as my podcast <laughs> um, grows, because I, I am still at the infancy stage of being a podcast host, but one day, hopefully there are millions, but for anyone who's listening or watching today and just wanting some inspiration, something that they can hang their hat on, whether they're a caterer, an artist, someone who does uh, hair or sell beauty pro uh, products, what would you say, the floor is yours, what advice or what level of inspiration can you provide to individuals that may allow them to realize that their dreams can come true if they have the courage to pursue them? I was just saying, uh, like for whatever industry that you're trying to go in, whether that's, you know, hair, sales, it's, it's so many people in this world, there's no way that one person or business can be a monopoly overall. Like, you know, it's enough, it's enough business, enough revenue out here for everybody. And there's nobody doing it the way that you can do it, however that may be. And if you never, if you never really devote your time to figuring out what that thing is for you, it's a chance that you might have a little bit of regret later on. And uh, I, I, don't like, I don't like regret. I like doing research. I like exploring all the options. I like to know to the fullest extent that, you know, I did this and this is what happened or I did that and this was, this was the result of it. So, you know, just think about it, but don't think too long. Try it. Like, what can what bad can come from trying like if you're like me you probably like to have conversations with all types of people of all ages from different places and sometimes a common thing that you'll see is people with regret talking about how they didn't pursue whatever their dream was and at that point that's all you have to pass down that's all you have to say or show is what you didn't do. So it's like, you know, just don't, don't, don't be like that. Live your life to the fullest, you know, start, start a business, start businesses, like fail, try again, 
rework your idea and just keep going. I can appreciate that because we've all failed at something, whether it was schoolwork or a, pro a project or an entrepreneurial endeavor. And I always tell people my past failures are the foundation to my future and present success. And one of the things that really impressed me about you, and this was prior to tapping into your wisdom that <laughs> I am overly impressed with as well, was how you approached me to even have the opportunity to speak, to be on my podcast. And I always tell people that social media can be a tremendous opportunity to engage like-minded professionals. And you reached out to me on IG, you sent me a nice note, letting me know that you had an interest in being a guest on my podcast. And because of my schedule being so busy with my leadership development firm, we weren't able to record the podcast episode for several months. And I remembered you, you remembered me. We still engage one another on social media at various times, but there has to be a level of persistence in anything we do to have it come to fruition. Regardless of what you are or what you aspire to be, we talked about being able to handle adversity and overcome challenges, but it's also about persistence. And persistence and understanding that we have to keep moving forward. We have to keep striving to achieve a level of success. And sometimes it starts with the simple things, engagement, relationships, getting to know people and developing and maintaining those relationships. So I would just say to anyone who's watching and listening, here's a relationship that has initiated between Ari and myself from a simple inbox message on IG. <laughs> and here we are having enjoyment on this podcast episode. And we're going to make sure that we stay in touch and, and talk. I'm going to make sure that if I can in any way help you be even more successful in your business, whether it be introducing you through my network or just providing you advice. But I am overly impressed with you as an artist, as a business professional, and I see a bright future ahead for you. So congratulations on everything that you've done up to this point and what you will continue to do. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Coming from you, it means a lot. It means a whole lot. Well, thank you. So let's make sure that we revisit how people can get in touch with you and how they can look at your art, potentially purchase the art that you want to give up since I know you <laughs> some of it close to your desk. <laughs> right, right. Look at t-shirts, any other products you have. How's, what is the best way that people who are watching and listening can get in touch with you and look at your great work? Right. So definitely Instagram, Ari Rosario. Uh, that's definitely a great way to get a you know, more of a personal look at things. And of course, the website, if I'm not mistaken, the website link is in my bio on Instagram. That's rrosario.com. And you can sign up for the, uh, for email notifications, get a part of that mailing list. Um, maybe 
you know, sign up for their mailing list and become a part of the uh, exclusive art market. So you can see the art that's not, you know, for sale online on the website. So it's, it's opportunities. Uh, I think my contact information, I think you, you can definitely send me a DM on Instagram uh, if there's something that might be requested, maybe a mural in someone's basement or garage or something like that. But if I'm not mistaken, my email address is on the website. But, you know, if you if you want to get in contact with me, there are ways and opportunities for sure. I'm not, I'm not that hard. Yeah, I'm not they that hard find to find. Yeah. I'm not that I was hard. able to find your website in a matter of two seconds. And let's spell your name because your name is a doozy like mine. And we want to make sure that there are no misspellings when they reach out to you. So let's, if you can spell your name for the audience, I would appreciate it. Right. So that's A-R-I-R-O-Z-A-R-I-O, Ari Rosario. That is awesome. Ari, Ari, I truly appreciate you coming on and just sharing not only your business prowess, but also allowing us to tap into your artistic vision. Because again, you have already establish a brand and I only see your brand getting tremendously bigger as um, time um, goes on. So I am looking forward to following your work. And if you have a show, please reach out to me and let me know because I definitely would love to attend. You know, I have two daughters, one's 13, one's 19. So I try to get out and expand right. their horizons and yes. I would love to take them to one of your shows when you have one here in Atlanta. Yes, I can't wait to see you there, honestly. Awesome, awesome. Well, continue to be great, continue to you know put out great work like I know you will do. And again, I am honored to have you on because this took me out of my comfort zone as well. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm used to talking to people about sales business development, business leadership. So I had to do a little bit of work to prepare myself for this episode and get out of my comfort zone. So thank you for challenging me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank you for having me because like I said, I've uh, you know, just kind of been following you for quite some time. And I was like, man, he's never had an artist on here. <laughs> I'm like, someone, someone at my level doing what I do, like, nobody was like, what should I wear? I'm like, oh, I can never go wrong wearing my own brand. You there know, just you being myself, like, you know, I had a little conversation with myself before we came on. I'm like, you might be the first of this kind and come on here, but there's a reason that you're here. And, you know, just, just like anything that I've done, you know, like I'm not... I'm not uh, unfamiliar with being kind of like that needle in a haystack. So, um, yeah, it's just, I, I I'm appreciate excited. It. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. And you are definitely the first and you open up my eyes to, you know, expanding my vision as it relates to the type of professionals that I want to bring onto my podcast. Because initially I wanted to just focus on corporate leaders and business entrepreneurs that were selling, you know, something that I was familiar with. And again, as I mentioned to you, Ari, you took me out of my comfort zone because again, I am trying to be or tap into my culture 
and get out there in Atlanta, which is a great marketplace for, right. you know, getting involved in different organizations and learning about the artistic uh, value that the city has to offer. And you started that for me because when I was going to your website and I was looking at some of the galleries, I said, wow, this is some really impressive stuff. So again, that's when I thought about my daughters. I can't always take them to the Hawks game or a Falcons game. Right. You know, I need to make sure that I put them in a position to expand their horizons as well. So having you on my podcast and doing this episode was really important to me on many levels. So thank you uh, for joining me today. And of I am course. looking forward to following you. And again, even circling back and maybe having you come back and talk about some of the great things that you're doing at the end of 2023 or even in 2024. I can't wait. I can't wait. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You have a great day. And for my audience, we appreciate you listening or watching. Make sure you go to Ari's website, look at some of her great work and follow her on Instagram because you will not want to miss out on what this great individual is going to be doing here in Atlanta and in my opinion, in the world because she's going to be big time. So you better get in touch with her now before, <laughs> while it's somewhat affordable because I guarantee you the price tomorrow won't be the price that it is today. <laughs> and I may have butchered that, but you get my point. <laughs> I got you. I look, I like that. I like that. I, I might need a spokesperson. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, I got you covered. I got you covered. All right. You have a great evening. Thank you. And I'll definitely be in touch with you. Awesome. Thank you so much.